Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi there, this is Alana. Welcome to the Praying Christian Women podcast. I'm here with Jamie, and we are so excited and glad that you joined us today. Before we open up in a word of prayer, we just want to give you a special welcome and thank you again for being here with us. And today we're going to be talking about leaving a prayer legacy and just how our prayers today can really benefit and impact things that aren't going to happen for like centuries from now if the Lord hasn't returned by then. So I just am super excited about this topic and hoping that it's going to be really encouraging to you listening. And let's open now with the word of prayer. God, we thank you that we truly have the ability to change the world, to impact the world for generations to come through our prayers. And we just pray now that you'd be bringing to mind the people that um, that you would have us focus our prayers on and, and the people in our lives and in our sphere of influence that can be people through which we can leave a lasting prayer legacy. And we just pray you would be glorified in this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, our verse of the day is Jesus' prayer legacy. I, I love this passage where Jesus prays for the believers. It's from John 17, 20 to 23. And he says, my prayer is not for them alone. Um the believers that believed at that point. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I've given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. I just thought that was a neat place to start because Jesus himself left a prayer legacy. I mean, obviously his legacy is way bigger than anything we'll ever <laughs> dream of. But, um, well, actually he says that we'll do more, right? That that we'll do even more That's than true. greater things. Than greater he did. things. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, I'm not ever going to die for the sins of the world. So there is that. <laughs> no, but we can leave prayer legacies, which is a great segue into our um, into our. Uh, our conversation. But before we do that, we do have a just for fun question, which has kind of been our tradition. Um, so Alana, what is something that's been passed down in your family? So we have a pretty special painting that is of my mother when she was probably like five or six or seven, like a very oh, wow. young girl. That's neat. And it was painted by her grandma. And so on today's episode, you guys are going to hear me talking about my grandma and just the prayer legacy that she left and just how she inspired me in so many ways. So this painting was by her mother, who was a missionary for the bulk of her adult life, like for several decades in China. Wow, that's really neat. I what about have, you? Um, one of the things that, that was really neat recently, um, my mom passed away several years ago and my my dad's sister my aunt 
was going through some things from um, my dad's parents, my grandparents' house after they passed away. And she found the letters that my mom had written to my dad's parents before they had met. So when my dad and my mom had met, but my mom hadn't met his parents. And so I have these handwritten letters and there's just something, there are a couple that are typed and she, she actually says that she typed better than she wrote, but I loved having some actually in her handwriting because there's just something really neat and personal about that. So yeah, that was, that was a very cool gift that I don't know, not necessarily like an heirloom, but it's it's definitely a really mm-hmm. neat thing that was passed down. Yeah. That's special. Yeah. My mom died when I was three and I have some, she was a writer also, and I have some of her, um, not journal entries, some columns that she wrote. She wrote a humor mm-hmm. column for the paper. And then she also, she wrote really cute, um, like Christmas family letters and things like that. So I have quite a few of those things, which is really neat to have, you know, in her voice and stuff. That's very neat. Yeah. So today we are talking all about a prayer legacy, which I don't know, maybe we even coined the term. I'm sure it's been used before, but it's not one that is thrown around a whole lot. So I, I figure we should probably start by just giving a definition of what are we talking about with the prayer legacy? Um, just, you know, something that, um, well, it's people, you know, I, th- I think it's people, although I guess it could be a ministry or, you know, if there's something that you feel particularly drawn to pray for as a prayer burden, if there's a ministry that you pray would come into existence or, you know, or issues or, you know, like I think of your prayer burden for North Korea, um, you know, for the freedom that that could be part of a prayer legacy. But I, I think specifically of people and how our prayers can pave the way for God to do amazing things in people that if our prayers weren't there may not have happened, you know, and, and so yeah. Just, yeah, paving the way and, like, the ripple effect of those prayers, you know. For oh, that's the, a good way to put it. Yeah. And so, yeah. How about you? Do you have, like, a... No, that's a really good rundown. You know, I think there are kind of two different ways to look at it. Like, one way you could just think of a prayer legacy is, like, for example, I come from a missionary legacy. I told you about my... So she mm-hmm. would have been my great-grandma was a missionary in China. Her daughter grew up and returned to China several times on mission trips. My mom served in Afghanistan right before the Taliban took over. Like there's a, there's a long line of um, missionary influence in my family. I'm sorry, not the Taliban. I think it was the Soviets wrong, uh, wrong decade. (laughs) But um, you know, so I feel like a prayer legacy could just be the, the act and gift of praying deeply that can definitely be passed down from generation to generation. And we sort of talked about that on our, our episode about, you know, praying with kids and teaching kids to pray. Mm-hmm. But I think what I'm more interested in discussing and sort of what I'm talking about with prayer legacy is sort of what you meant, how our prayers today can just bless and impact future generations. And it doesn't have to be for your own biological family. You know, that's the first thing that I sort of think of. But like you said, Jamie, it can be for an issue. Like I want my prayer legacy, one of my prayer legacies, I want to be seeing the freedom of North Korea and seeing people open to worship God there with no restriction whatsoever. 
so you know the day that that happens i plan to see it <laughs> and to you know to realize that god allowed me to be a part of that so i feel like yeah any any ongoing fervent prayers you know i feel like this goes way beyond the blanket prayers or the band-aid prayers you know or the god bless so-and-so prayers but these deep prayers that can have i love how you brought up the idea of ripple effects they can have ripple effects that last all the way until christ's return well, sometimes I think about, like, if I'm teaching a Sunday school class of kids, I think, you know, is one of them going to be the next Billy Graham? Or, you know, just you never know if God places mm -hmm. a child in your life or a person. It doesn't have to be a child. No, what not at all. Your prayers could have on them. And in return, then those prayers would have on others um, or that person would have on other people. Um, but, you know, another thing is don't be discouraged if you don't have a biological family because, um, you know, I can think of a couple of prayer warriors that prayed for me at, at pivotal times yeah. in my life that I know that I wouldn't be where I am now without that and without their prayers. And they weren't blood relatives. They were people that were spiritual parents to me. And so if you don't have biological children or grandchildren, um, and even if you don't really particularly like kids, God, yeah, God, yeah, sure. God can place people in your life that are, you know, it doesn't have to be little kids or children. God can place people in your life and, and lay a burden on your heart to be that person that can leave that spiritual prayer legacy to have spiritual children and, and grandchildren. Well, I feel, Jamie, that you and I have even been blessed by certain people who have almost adopted our podcast as a prayer burden, yeah. you know, and, and some of these I think have told us to that effect, but some of us or some I'm sure haven't, <laughs> and we might not even know their names, you know, like they have, they may be praying for us very regularly and be you know therefore hugely invested and involved in this ministry and we don't even know it you know so thank you <laughs> to those of you that we know are praying for us and to those of you who are praying for us that we we might not have ever even heard of you because it's huge nothing happens outside of prayer you know that's where you know we've talked about it before that's where the real work happens is in prayer mm -hmm. and i think it's just so empowering to recognize the the power not to be redundant that we have in prayer you know that if i'm praying let's just take the podcast that when you pray for this podcast that gives it so much more fuel to reach so many more people in ways that none of us are going to ever be able to comprehend mm -hmm. well some of you know and others might not that in addition to hosting this podcast, Alana is the author of Christian fiction novels, and she has several different genres. Um, some are suspense, and others are a little bit less suspenseful. And this one series, um, the Orchard Grove series, is um, just a really fun a fun series that has a lot of neat characters. And one of my favorite characters is named Grandma Lucy. And and she comes from this series of books and she turns up in some of the other series of books, which is really mm -hmm. fun. Um, but I, I wanted to ask you, Alana, to share about the real life person that Grandma Lucy was based on because she, Grandma Lucy herself, has this amazing prayer legacy. Like you can see through the novels 
um, interwoven these different people and circumstances that are impacted by Grandma Lucy's prayers. So yeah. who was that real life person? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've actually already mentioned her on the podcast, surprisingly. <laughs> you know, yes, I'm I talking about Grandma, and she was just an amazing woman of prayer. And I feel in so many ways that so many blessings in my life, including the fact that I get to write these books and do what I love to do, and that, you know, just so many blessings that have come our way, I feel are a direct result from her prayers. And it's it's very special to me to have created Grandma Lucy as a character, because I don't know if I've even told you this, Jamie, she first appears in the book Turbulence, which is halfway into the Kennedy Stern series, and at that point, I wasn't planning on her becoming like a pivotal character in any other books. You know, she was just kind of there in that one book. But um, my my grandma died the week before I started writing Turbulence. And if it hadn't been for that, I, I don't think I w- would have even had the idea to create this character. So basically, she died during the week. I just bawled my eyes out like a baby, even though we knew it was coming. And then I was okay for several days. And then it was my first Sunday in church after she died. And I knew the next day was when I was going to start writing Turbulence. And when the music started, I don't know if you've ever had something like this. That For me, there was something about just hearing the music that just broke a, a dam of grief within me. And so I was crying really, really hard and just so sad knowing, okay, I'm probably not going to see her for decades because I don't plan on going to heaven anytime, you know, super soon. And I miss her so much. And there was even this sense of like, no one on earth now prays for me like she did. And that was a scary thought because I know she prayed so fervently and she had dozens. Like, I don't think anyone's ever been able to count how many grandchildren she has. Like, I think it's probably in the sixties or seventies. I don't know that this, like I have, like, I've not met more cousins than I have met. But um, but she prayed so thoroughly for all of us, which is amazing. And, you know, for my kids. And so, yeah, there was this tremendous sense of, like, not only have I lost this woman that I just love to talk to, and this woman who sort of felt like my last earthly connection to my mom, who died when I was so young, like, all of these things. But the biggest one, I was like, no one's going to pray for me like she did. And, um somehow in that sense of just sensing her loss so deeply and grieving her loss so deeply, the idea just popped into my head. Oh, I should have Kennedy meet someone in this book that's kind of like her. And she turned into a really popular character. You're not the only one, Jamie, who's mentioned how much they like her. And so she's definitely made her way into many, many other books. But um, yeah, so she's, she's, that's a very long way of saying, Grandma Lucy is based off my own grandmother. Thanks for asking. <laughs> now, when you picture Grandma Lucy, do you picture your grandma, or do you have a different person in my in your mind's eye? Like, oh, that's such a hard question because you know, like as a fiction writer, the lines between like real characters and like fictional characters is really blurry. Yeah. So no, I mean, I don't picture her exactly as it. You know, she's more of a model. But um, 
you know, I think she she really does seem, in my mind, she encapsulate, encapsulates who my grandma really was. Yeah. Um, and it's funny, I, I feel like I learned a lot about my grandma in writing her character because one thing about Grandma Lucy is, like, she never has a conversation with anybody without, like, in the first couple sentences asking, and do you know Jesus Christ is your personal Lord and Savior, you know, or stuff like that. And I didn't realize till I wrote her character, like, that's not the way most grandmas act, <laughs> you know? Like, when you grow up with someone who just does this sort of thing all the time, you don't really think about it as weird. That's but then funny. I wrote this character, and I'm like, wow, she was a really bold woman. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is really neat how, yeah, how writing has kind of brought her memory to life and, and brought those memories back. Well, so Grandma Lucy herself has this really extensive prayer ministry outside of friends and family, like where total strangers are involved in her life. And, she, you know, she has like an even an online presence. And of course, your grandmother probably didn't have an online presence. But did she have an extensive prayer ministry? I mean, it seems like she'd be super busy just with kids and grandkids. But did she <laughs> no, have an extensive ministry outside? She did. Um, I heard some really cute stories. I didn't make it to a funeral because it's just it's hard to travel outside of Alaska for, for any reason. But I was catching up with a cousin, and it was really fun and amusing to hear the stories of just these random people that, you know, showed up at her funeral. Like, I guess there was some, like, 25-year-old bachelor type who considered her one of his best friends and they had just like met really randomly at a grocery store like just really weird stories like that about just very very random people that she was able to run into and have a, a big impact on through her prayers that's neat well what are some of the most memorable prayers that you remember her praying for you or for others well, you know, her her health was failing to a degree um, so that for like about the last two years of her life, she had a couple instances where it felt like it might be touch and go and and then she would bounce back really well. But, you know, we knew that she wasn't going to be alive forever and that she had some of these health struggles. And so at one point I asked her if she would be willing to just say a prayer and blessing for each of our kids, almost like you see some of the patriarchs doing in the Old Testament, you know, like giving their blessing to their children before they die and their grandchildren. And so my kids were little. Our oldest was maybe six, so like six, four, and two or something like that. And I called them all over, and we put her on speakerphone, and she she just prayed a blessing over each one of them. And I wouldn't, I didn't have a way to record it, which is, you know, sad. So it, there's nothing specific I can point to and be like, and for this son, she prayed this and I've seen that come true. But it was just really special to, um, like I said before, I feel like so many blessings in my life were paved by her prayers. And I feel like that moment opens the door for my children to also be really beneficiaries of that degree of blessing as well. Yeah, and you know, it will someday, I just, I always picture that part of heaven is going to be someday being able to see the fulfillment of those prayers and seeing how mm -hmm. it was all interconnected and interwoven. You know, For I picture sure. that as being like one of our rewards is, and you know, whether it is or not, that's mm -hmm. totally fine. But, um, but just to know that if you're seeing 
fruit of, of the prayers that you're praying for other people, it's just the tip of the iceberg. God is doing so much. True. And just so, you know, and I think of your grandmother and the fact that, you know, for a very, very long time, people are going to be reaping the fruit of those seeds of prayer that she was sowing. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's exciting. Yeah, you know, and it's fun to think about in the terms of, you know, her and Grandma Lucy, the character in the novels, and how Grandma Lucy wouldn't have existed in my books, you know, That's if true. my grandma hadn't been who she was, and if she hadn't passed on when she did. And I get so many emails from readers who are so tremendously blessed by the character of Grandma Lucy. And so I even see that as an extension of her, of my grandma's prayer legacy, or even the fact that we're doing this podcast, you know, like, I feel like we're carrying on some of those, those blessings of prayers. And she didn't know, you know, she died before we started working on this project. So she didn't, she doesn't know she's, well, maybe she does. I don't know how much, you know, in heaven, she's aware of what we're doing right at this moment. But at the time she died, she didn't know that she was going to be the basis for a character that blessed so many readers, or that her prayers of blessing were going to extend to this podcast, which is, you know, reaching people. So, you know, I feel like if you're listening, that's just a real sense of encouragement. You have no idea how far these ripples are going to reach. Yes, absolutely. Well, as we're talking about a prayer legacy, um, the prayer legacy that your grandmother left, um, it would be good to leave people with practical ways that they can leave a prayer legacy. So do you have any, mm -hmm. um, any suggestions for just practical ways that people can be looking at leaving their own legacy? I think it can start whenever, you know, like you might be listening to this and, you know, maybe you're, you're already a grandparent or even a great grandparent and thinking, oh, I haven't done this for my family or, or maybe you have, you know, I would just say there's no better time to start than now. And even if you're not seeing results to just persevere in those prayers and, you know, we've talked on the show before about generational curses, and I also feel like there are generational blessings. And so even if you think about some of the really just blessings, whether they're spiritual or material or even like health-wise or genetic, like just blessings that you've been given, like you can thank God for those and, and pray that those blessings would extend, you know, to others. Um, for those of you who don't have kids, you know, you can leave a prayer legacy in so many different ways. We already talked about that. But, you know, by asking God what prayer burdens he wants you to adopt and to just really invest your prayer energy into, I feel like those kinds of prayers where you're going to pray, you know, so let's take North Korea. We already mentioned that as being one of my prayer burdens. You know, like if I were going to make it a point to pray for a different country a day, you know, my entire life, I don't feel like it would have the same impact as when I'm praying specifically and fervently for one place. You know, like sometimes I feel like we can get diluted in our prayers. And yeah, I mean, ideally, it'd be great if I had the time and energy and just mental bandwidth to pray as passionately for every country of the world like I pray for North Korea. But I just know that that's not 
practical at this stage in my life. And so I'm going to trust God to leave some of these other countries to other believers, you know, and really adopt this one as, as my personal prayer burden. So I guess that would be another suggestion is just figure out what you're called to pray for passionately and, mm -hmm. and stick with that. And, and maybe even guard your prayer time. I talked before on the show about how I had to kind of dwindle down my prayer list because it was getting a little bit too complicated and overwhelming and I wasn't able to pray thoroughly for everything on my list every single day. So sometimes you do need to, I think, just buckle down and pray pray thoroughly for a small number of people or issues instead of trying to pray super generically for everything. Yeah, and I think that's really important because if you have, you know, if you're guided by God in this prayer legacy rather than just saying, oh, I'm just going to, you know, I, I want to leave a prayer legacy. I'm going to pray for as many people as possible without waiting on God and doing that preliminary like, okay, God, who do you have on your heart for me to pray for? What is my assignment? What is my directive? Right. And then, you know, because I think there's power in that. And obviously your family and, and close people would be top of your list, but there might be a total stranger that God is calling you to pray for. Um, you know, I, I, I have a friend who there's a world leader that she has been feeling like he is her prayer burden. And so, mm -hmm. you know, there is there are prayer legacies everywhere, but God, you know, having God involved in it is is really important too to have Him steer you and and I love the way you said to kind of guard your prayer time and not just um, try to cover everything, but to be really specific in letting God and letting the Holy Spirit lead that prayer time. And another thing that yeah. I thought of while you were talking about like if you feel like it's later in life and you have regrets about not praying sooner, I mean that ripple effect, you know, it takes one pebble, you know, to send a huge ripple of waves. It does not take necessarily years and years and years of praying. Obviously, mm -hmm. ideally, yeah, you'll be praying for years and years. But if you don't have years and years to pray, um, it's okay. Start now because just one prayer, you know, is powerful and can have that ripple effect if you're being led by God to pray specifically and powerfully for someone or something. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, while we were getting ready for the show, we also came up with just a few practical ways to leave a prayer legacy that have more to do with like, you know, for your own, in most cases, your, your biological family. So one of the things we did at one of my baby showers um, I think it was for my youngest when he, we had the baby shower after he was born and everybody just wrote a blessing on a note card and then they handed them to me. And so I've got this bag full of written blessings that people want to almost like, do you remember at the beginning of Sleeping Beauty? Isn't that what the fairies basically do? Like they all like, I'm going to bless her with beauty and oh yeah, you know, whatever. It was similar to that, except, you know, they weren't little fairies with wands. They were my friends who were pouring these blessings out on my baby, which was really special. That's so neat. What a great idea. That is very neat. Um, yeah. And another way that you can encourage people um, in your life are with just if with notes or phone calls, with prayers or Bible verses, if you're not in their life to be... Um, interacting with them regularly. Um, you can be praying behind the scenes no matter where they are, but to also 
allow them to know that you're praying for them can be really powerful too by mm-hmm. leaving a note or a phone call or setting a regular time to pray for or with someone um, or sending them scriptures or texts or whatever. But um, but to let them know that you're praying for them in addition to just praying behind the scenes can be a really neat way for them to have something tangible from you that will allow them to carry that with them and, and to see God at work. You know, and in the New Testament, in some of Paul's letters, he gets really specific about what he's praying. So, you know, mm-hmm. I feel like that would be so much more encouraging than just hearing someone say, yeah, I prayed for you today. But, you know, Paul can go on for three paragraphs. I am praying that you will be filled with God's wisdom in this and that his love will fill you up in this. So, yeah, even making a list of the specifics that you're praying for someone. And I feel like especially for your kids, this could be an amazing thing of um, – I started, I haven't persisted in it, but I started that when our kids lost a tooth, like we didn't do the tooth fairy thing, but I would leave a, like a note under their pillow. And, you know, like it was, it was sort of along those lines of like, these are the ways I've seen you grow and mature. These are the things I'm praying for you about. Unfortunately, like I said, I didn't keep that up, but you know, having those things like a, you know, you can keep a baby book, almost keeping like a, a blessing book. You know what I mean for your kids? Yeah. And so I I started that for each of my kids. I just went online and ordered like a cool little journal with like a leather cover, like a, you know, like anyway. And so you killed cows so that your children could be blessed. Wait, I no. want to retract that previous <laughs> statement. It's leather. I said a pee at the beat. No. No animals were harmed in the making of these legacy journals. Um, But I just, in my head, it was called a legacy journal. I just, there was no other word for it. It was, I want to have these. I have one for each kid. And I started off by writing their name and the story of how how we came up with their name and what it means and um, their, like the story of their birth and the like prayers, like randomly I'll go in and write, Hey, today this happened and this is how I'm praying for you today. And, you know, for each one, I'll kind of go in every once in a while and write, this is what I see in you. Like, these are the things that I see God doing. And, um, I, I think it's been a year since I've written in them. And so thinking about it, I need to go back in there because they're going to have like, you know, several entries from when they were little and then they'll be, you know, 18 <laughs> and I'll hurry up and write a whole bunch. But uh, my hope is that when they leave the house, whether it's to go to college or whether it's to get a job or um, they get real tired of us and just go live somewhere else, I'm going to hand them these journals so that they can take my words with them and they can know. And I'm just hoping that no matter where they are in their walk with God, I'm I'm praying that they will be, you know, securely rooted in Him and walking with Him, but that whatever happens along the way, whether I'm with them or not, that that they will be able to kind of go back again and again and kind of see these things that God put on my heart to write to them. I love that. That's really neat. You know, I want to close with one more um, just tip or suggestion or, or something that I try to do regularly that really I started doing thinking about my grandma and her prayer legacy is just praying for my descendants all the way until Christ's return. You know, like oh, wow. I want to pray for my kids. I want to pray for their kids, but I want it to go, you know, until the day that Jesus comes back mm-hmm. and just keep praying that 
my legacy would continue on in the missionary calling that we've had for generations and that we would be, you know, protected and blessed in these ways that we have been already, that we would have a burden for the gospel and for missions, you know, so not just praying that for my kids, but just for all of our descendants, you know, and on and on and on. <laughs> because That's like, powerful. if you think about it, mm -hmm. like, how terrible is it to think that, like, I almost don't even want to say it, like, to think that your great-great-grandchildren might grow up and die and go to hell. Like, that's, it's just a horrible thought, you know? Like, I don't need, I don't, certainly don't want to think that for my own kids, you know, but to even think about anybody coming, coming down for me, like, you truly would be better not being born than spending eternity in hell. And so I just, I feel this, this burden to be praying for the salvation of, you know, all of our descendants. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, on, I feel like we ended on a really heavy note. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, I think it's good. I think the, the big picture is good, though, is, is there is hope because you are called today to pray for your, your, your people. <laughs> so God is working. Thank you. Thank you for ending it on a little bit more upbeat. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, you know, we have a new resource that we want to offer to our listeners. This is a free series of videos that really help with keeping focus and finding time to pray in spite of all of life's busyness. And we call it the Prevailing Prayer University. And you can sign up to begin this course for free. It's about 15 emails with like five minute videos in each with just, you know, a different tip a day to help you in your prayer walk. And you can sign up for this free at prayingchristianwomen.com slash university. And as always, we love when you leave comments and reviews to let us know what's on your heart, which kinds of shows and which topics you would like us to discuss more. So thank you so much for those of you who are leaving us feedback because it is super, super helpful. And now we will leave you with our blessing and benediction. May the kindness and grace of your Heavenly Father lead you to repentance today. May your heart be humbled before Him to whom we all must give account. May your spirit be quick and willing to confess your transgressions to the Lord, so that He might forgive the guilt of your sins. May God Himself, the one who is faithful and just, forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. And our benediction is from Romans 15, 5 and 6. May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another in accord with Christ Jesus, that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. 